I'm a park ranger and I found a town that doesn't exist. Part 3. This story has been written by user Park Ranger Baker. I take no credit for this. Now let's begin. Hey guys, it's Sam again. I finished reading Thomas's journal. I can't believe I trusted him. Thomas knew everything. He knew what the town was all along. He knew Irene would come after me. And he didn't tell me anything. I feel like such an idiot. Every. Single. National. Bark. Has one of these towns. He had been the head of a team of people called the Watchers. A branch of a company called ARC. Anomaly Research Corporation. Assigned to monitor Hungry Horse. To make sure that the people who go missing in national parks. Are found before the town can get them. Jesus Christ. Why didn't I figure this out sooner? Why did I trust him? Stupid. Stupid. Sam. I read some more of his journal. It explains that the towns might be sentient, and can choose who can see and interact with them, and how national parks are only founded when one of these towns blink into existence. Yellowstone is the first and has the largest town, but the towns aren't the main threat. It's what the people who get taken turn into. When they get taken, their minds are changed and become something else. Something sinister. I flipped another page and it explains that the town doesn't take everyone. Some people are harder for the town to influence, and they can resist its power. These people are called Watchers. Watchers can still be taken, but it's rare. I think Hungry Horse just took the last Watcher in Yellowstone. There's a phone number and a note written inside the front cover of the journal. It says to call the number if Thomas is missing, or if he seems off, and to tell the person who picks up on the other end that Thomas has been compromised. This is fucking insane. I thought to myself. I set the journal aside and looked out the window. The sun was setting and it cast a beautiful orange glow over the mountains. I could hear the river flowing nearby. I heard a noise outside and turned around. A large shadow moved quickly across the trees near the cabin. I watched as it approached the edge of the woods. It was Thomas. He didn't look injured at all despite TH fight with Irene. I ran to the door and locked it as he stepped onto the porch. I looked out the window at Thomas. Why aren't you injured? I asked through the window. They can't hurt me anymore. He answered. Who are they? I asked. The town. He whispered. The town? I asked. Yeah. He said. What happened to your team? I asked. He's dead. He said. He's gone. Is that why you never told me about the town? I asked. I didn't want to scare you. He admitted. How do you know Irene would come after me? I asked. The town let me know. He said. The town? I asked. What? You know what I mean. He said. The town tells you stuff because you're a watcher. I asked. Yes. He whispered. What the fuck? I asked. It's not important. He said. Your journal didn't say the town was intelligent. I said. It's alive. He responded. It thinks and it feels. It's a living entity. Its mind is vast and powerful. It talks to you? I asked. Sometimes. He said. What does it say? I asked. Everything. Everything. He replied. I was dumbstruck. That's impossible. It's true. Now please let me inside. He loudly begged. I noticed something was off with his voice. Why do you sound different? I asked. Because you're making me nervous. He answered. You're freaking me out. I yelled. Please let me in. He repeated. I looked up at him for a few minutes without saying anything. There was something about his face that made me curious. Something that seemed odd. Finally, I shook my head. I'm sorry Thomas, I said. He threw his body at the door. Let Emmy in, he shouted. I can't do that Thomas, I said calmly. 
I unlocked the gun locker and grabbed the only shotgun we had. I pointed it at him and waited. Thomas stopped moving and leaned against the door. His breathing became shallow and quick. Sammy, you're my best friend. He started to say, I'm sorry Thomas, but I can't open the door. I snarled. Stop lying. He yelled. Open the fucking door. He started throwing himself against it again. Panicking I pushed the table and couch in front of it. Samuel. He screamed. Open this door. I just ignored him and went upstairs and laid on the bed. He kept banging on the door for an hour. Eventually, he stopped banging on the door, but I could still hear him yelling. I think I might just call that number he wrote down in his journal. Maybe ARC will send someone to deal with Thomas. I dialed the number. It rang three times before a man picked up and said, Hello, Thomas. I sat there silently. Hello. He asked again. It got Thomas. I yelled. Are you safe? The man asked. No I'm not fucking safe. I screamed. Thomas has become one of the things from Hungry Horse. And now he's here. And he's trying to break into the cabin. Hold on. He said. We'll send someone right away. Is anyone else with you? Just me. I answered. Okay. Stay put and don't let him get inside the cabin. He said. Then he hung up. I laid back down on the bed and tried to ignore the sounds coming from downstairs. I could hear Thomas pounding against the door again. I was terrified that ARC wouldn't show up soon enough. Then suddenly, I heard a car pull up outside. I jumped off the bed and rushed downstairs and looked out of the window. There were men with rifles standing outside. I saw one of them run to the cabin. The banging at the door stopped. Thomas had noticed them. I heard Thomas roar and the sound of gunshots. I watched as the men loaded Thomas who was still alive somehow, into the back of a van. The two men got into the van, and drove off as another car pulled up to the cabin. A man in a white lab coat stepped out and walked up to the door, knocking on it. Open the door Sam, don't make this harder than it has to be. Who the fuck are you? My name is Dr. Jade Marksblood, he said. Well, what the hell do you want? I demanded. I need to talk to you about Thomas, he said. I don't have time for your bullshit. Just leave me alone. I yelled at him. I heard him sigh. And that's when I felt an arm grab my shoulder and something prick my neck. I started to curse and the world faded to black. I woke up on the couch about 30 minutes later. Looking around I saw that Dr. Arksblood was sitting in a chair across from me. Now that everything has calmed down, you're going to tell me everything you know. He said. I guess I don't have a choice guys. I'll update you all after I talk with Dr. Arksblood.